Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of The Marketing Squad. I'm here with Heidi Nasrudin and her company, Mark Media. Um, she's got a fantastic lifestyle, luxury brand. She's going to be talking all about how she's been able to scale her business um, and give a lot of advice for anyone listening about how they can scale there. So thank you so much, Heidi, for being on the call. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, having me. Yeah, yeah. So I got Jordan Ross and Andrew here as well, Andrew Nazarian. And, um, you know, super close last names. Yeah, yeah, right. Super close last names. Um, yeah. Didn't you guys say, are you guys, um, do you guys share the same ethnicity or is that what you said yeah. last time? Nope. No. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't want to assume, but like um, your, your last two phones are median. Yep. Dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was going to say. I am not a region. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, but it's funny. My, one of my first clients is actually, her last name is a Nazarian, Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Mm. She's fine. So she's, um, she's now a big deal. She's on Netflix and everything. So, wow. Yeah. Quite a lot of prominent Nazarians. But anyway, <laughs> we, we digress. We're talking about killing agencies. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi, uh, maybe you could just kick it off. So what is something you, if you were to tell someone about what Mark Media does and why you do it, what would you tell them? Sure. Um, yeah. Mark is the full service digital agency and we, we specialize in lifestyle brands. Um, so that's the nutshell who we are. So, um, you know, and another way I like to also kind of my elevated, elevated pitch is uh, we turn small businesses into big brands. Yeah. So that's what we do. Um, you know, lifestyle is a very wide space. So that means fashion, beauty, plus surgeons, higher end med spas. That's that's the space we live in. Um, sometimes I like to joke. Um, the brands that we work with are brands that sell things people want, but don't usually with me. So huh. that's the kind of brand that we work with. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And and walk us through. Okay, so. Some some numbers, right? So you're you've uh, when did you guys get started? Um, you know, uh, numbers. Um, we started uh, literally on April twenty second, twenty seventeen. Okay, got it. It was just me myself, and uh, a couple of months later, like uh, I had a virtual assistant who does you know general stuff, all the stuff that uh, emails, maybe. Uh oh. <laughs> Heidi's that out. fucking that that fucking Wi-Fi. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, for everyone listening, uh, we're gonna give her a second to hop back in the call, but um, edit it out. We yeah, could. I was gonna say, can we just edit this out? Yeah, we, just, we could, but I'm I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I don't know what happened? Like my my computer literally just decided to restart itself. I know. No <laughs> You're good. I know April. Uh, 22nd, 2017, uh, that's, we can, you know, that's Mark's anniversary. Um, we, it was just me and myself and, um, I, I still had, um, uh, I had a virtual assistant and, um, because, you know, we were bootstrapped, uh, I, I didn't even, she was, she was, you know, we, we, I hired her on an hourly basis, probably right. worked like five, six hours a week or, you know, at least the first four or five months. And then after that, when we had, like, I think it was when we had, like, three or four clients that I could afford to actually offer her something full-time. So that's how we started, yeah. And now yeah. Uh, we're a little under 400 people. 
Right. And we had about 350 plus clients on retainer. And I would say that the retainer model is probably one of the reasons that uh, we were able to finance ourselves the first year because one of the things that, you know, now I'm in a whole bunch of groups with other agency owners and I, I see these things that I didn't see before right. is that um, it's really hard to scale if you don't, you know, if you're a bootstrap. And then, but one of the reasons we could was we make sure we have those retainer clients because that means you can actually predict your cash flow. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I think I saw one of you guys said something that I discovered like a couple of years ago that just changed how we do stuff is we feel our client, um, you know, before the start of the month mm -hmm. and automate it, yep. automate it like credit card, boom, you know, on the first of the month, no yeah, questions. Definitely. And here's the thing that I, that I found out, like if you make it your company role that that's just how you do stuff. Yep. They're going to be okay with it. Like, you know, some people are like, Oh, what would clients say? Like, honestly, like, since we discovered this thing, um, and I wish we had discovered it before, yeah. I, we still have one client that's still from 2017 that is not like built that way because you know he's still used to it. I, I, can't, I don't want to fight it because he's the one client, but everybody else has never said, like, Oh, I don't want we, maybe some people said, Oh, can you can you you know bill me like after 30 days? Let's see, we just say, I'm so sorry, as a small business, this is how we keep our rates low, mm. and this is how we do business. and Everyone was it's okay with it until today. Like no one's yep. ever questioned. <laughs> so if I have one advice to any agency owners who are still doing things like, oh, I'm gonna invoice you thirty days later, like just just get on the retainer model, you know, get them on a automated billing, whatever. And also, oh, another thing, um, when we first started, we had like we will build them thirty days after they first start. So if you start on the seventh, I'll build you on the seventh. If you start on the twelfth, I. I believe on 12 and then I think about 12 clients and we realized this is insanity because I never could keep track of when I should build people. So we just start like everyone will be built on first or the 15th. So, you know, if they come in between those dates, we just prorate it or whatever. But um, that's also another key thing that would keep everything streamlined. So you don't only have to worry like, oh, when am I going to build this guy or that person or this business? Just do it on one or two dates a month and then everything else would be of uh you know clockwork after that that's pretty smart to be honest i've never thought Love about it. doing that that's actually really smart <laughs> I, I i wasn't that smart like i only discovered that like you know like after a, a period of like what the hell like you know you don't like, remember when you should build people like i actually forgot and i'm like okay there must be a better way to do this and I think that's why agency mentors can be so incredibly important because since the start of my agency, that's always how I've done it because I just assumed that's exactly how everyone else did it because it's what my mentor taught me. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing though, like having spoken to a lot of agency owners, like there's no right way to do anything, you know? No, no, no. Um, that, that, I mean, there's many, many ways to do something. I, I have agency owners that say, oh, never use credit cards, like only do ATH, but I was like, why? Or there's yeah. other people, you know, there's so many um, contradicting advice, and I think the best advice, the one that makes sense to you, Works for and you. Like, yeah. think of all the pros and cons, if it makes sense, go for it, you know, like, I, I always am open to new things, but I always think, like, does this make sense for my agency, if it, it makes sense, yeah, I'll follow, but if not, like, you know, that's, that's okay. Yeah, and Heidi, that 
you were you said this before like i think someone said it that was my post in our closed slack group this week that you were referencing and lucas who also shares the same philosophy i think lucas you commented something along the lines like stripe automatic billing right like yeah. you're really hype about it <laughs> but i i for me it seems very logical and it almost seems like this should be a best practice but the amount of agencies I speak to that have accounts receivable on their books that are struggling with cash flow issues because they send invoices. Like I spoke to a seven figure agency this week who was trying to sign up with me and then they adjusted my contract and sent back net 30 terms. I'm like, Hey man, like what's going on here? I, I don't do net 30. Why, why do you want to do this? And I'm like, we're struggling with cash flow right now. So we can't commit. I'm like, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, I, I only work on a cash basis. So yeah. this is my, these are my terms. I would yeah. love to work with you, but if you can't meet them, that's fine. I hope we can work with each other. They, yeah. they came around, and they came around. That's yeah. the big thing. They, they yeah. signed the deal. Yeah, what? exactly. Like, no, just like what you said. That, there's going to be those few people that are like, oh, can we pay net 30, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you know, no, we can't. This is how we do stuff. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't agree, uh, maybe – we shouldn't work together. And so far, most people would say, yeah, this is how they do stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's a smart move. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, and, and I'm just going to, I think this is important for anyone listening. Um, and something that I find I like getting out of these conversations. So you, you mentioned the cash flow gap. Can we just have a brief conversation about this? It, what are the, what are the, 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 the slowest times for your guys' agencies. I'm just curious because I've been asking everyone this because I'm trying to get some group consensus. And part of the software that I'm building right now is actually hopefully going to solve this problem. But I'm curious, like, what are the dips you typically see seasonally with your business? Is it certain months of the year? I don't understand this question because, like, like if you're if yeah, you're like in terms of new sales. Container, well, I just mean in new sales, right? So like. You know, typically for us, new sales dip a little bit, not like a huge amount, but it's a little bit in December, end of December, because people are on vacation. Oh, yeah. Um, December, um, December, no, um, actually, like, for, for real, like, December is probably the month where people go on holiday, but statistically speaking, eight, like, there's, there's a couple of um, outlets that they do surveys just for agency sales, and yeah. Um, summer is actually the slowest period. Yeah, I was going to say, usually it's July. Summer. Yeah, it's yeah, July. Summer, and then the, the biggest period is actually um, for sales, for people to think about new agencies and new campaigns is actually November. That's mm. when, uh, you know, some of the more like uh, organized brands would be like, I think we need to think of about next year. You know what I mean? Like normal people might be thinking about holidays, but like a lot of entrepreneurs like, that's, that's our clients, you know, they're thinking about like next year. Mm -hmm. So October, November, actually good to start like seeding or reaching out or even with current clients. Um, it's time to, you know, even think about upgrading packages. And then I would say January and February is also good months because again, it's still early, you know, people are, are like kind of thinking about that whole year. So um, December might be slow for some people. And yeah, for sure, like don't, send out sales emails you know during christmas or christmas eve that's you know yeah but even that dead period like 27 28 like you if you have already warm up the leads before mm -hmm. there's no harm to just like have a pseudo happy new year but at the same time it's it's basically like let's have lunch you know january 4th yeah and, yeah and 
no Zoom call, whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly believe, like, I'm always telling the difference is in, in the sense is that it's the in intensity, right? You don't want to be all like, like I, you know, let's do business, but like, throughout, like, all the touch points with current clients or leads, you know, I'm seeding the idea that I'm, I'm here, you know, anytime you're ready. And when they're ready, they're ready, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Got, yeah, no. It, what about you, Jordan, Andrew? Do you guys do you guys see the same periods, like the same cycles? Same, exactly, exactly the same thing. I was gonna yeah. say it and then put it right before me. Yeah, yeah same thing. Are usually January, February are usually extreme. Q one just in general is usually extremely strong, but we always always see a dip in not only summer but certainly in Q four. Just people are either on vacation or they're planning their big next move right so that next year is where they actually are going to make decision so i mean just to heidi's point it is really also a good decision to make sure that you're continuing that communication you don't have to be you know complete sales monster but definitely <laughs> the relationship going yeah i love that i love that so um and and also heidi so you said you have 350 clients um there's only a few companies that can hit that kind of volume, um, obviously, because, you know, obviously the, the larger you get, the less companies are actually in that range. Um, uh -huh. How do you handle volume with your agency? Um, I feel like one of the strengths that I have uh, is that this isn't my first company. It's it's my my second so-called real company. My first one was in mobile tech in Tokyo, and um, it, we built that from 10 people to a few a few hundred as well and i think like i learned operations is really crucial from day one so mm -hmm. um when we built mark the first three years was very crucial in like building up the operations and the systems um so we really focused and invested on that like and we're talking like um we are fanatics about being organized and i think i showed you you know lucas before um and I apologize, I can't screen, screen share because, um, you know, my Mac is decided to die. So I'm on my <laughs> iPad right now. <laughs> but like if you, I would, I've done this many times with smaller agencies. I show them monday.com. I even do like a little presentation. Yeah. Uh, anyone listening, if they want this video, I've saved it about how we use Monday to onboard clients. Uh, I'm happy to share that. You know, yeah, we'd love to put it in the show notes if you want yeah, to send yeah. it over. That'd yeah, be great. I will, I send, I'll send you the link after um, this video. It's, it's, it's a public link that um, everyone can, can see. And what happens is with monday.com, um, you, you don't have to rely on a single person to have that body of knowledge. Like literally, doesn't matter who's onboarding the client. It's the same quality that, you know, when I onboard a client, obviously it's like, you know, the the way that I onboard the, the you know, the, the client feels really like comfortable. They know what's going to happen. Um, there's no missing pieces. And Monday.com has allowed us to replicate that for the 10 clients, 100 clients or 1,000 clients. It's kind of like the same process. Mm. So we're, we're able to do that. And I think that was the key before we start scaling up. Um, yeah, so everything that everything that someone has to do, we use um, Monday.com. Yeah, and Winky to replicate that process over and over. Like um, the other thing that we also do is we're big on training our team. So when someone comes in, 
there's a series of onboarding emails that we create, like, you know, day one, day one to seven, there's, there's one email per day. And then it's, it's week two, week three. Um, I think it's after that it's month two, month three, like onboarding for us is a year long process. Like mm -hmm. we send emails, we even like teach people how to work from home. So it's, it's both like the processes, you know, and also make sure, making sure your team is, is build out for success. Mm. It's a lot of almost like cult like indoctrination. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. Like, yes. And, and, um, I even like do this thing where I would be very honest when someone, like, I don't do a lot of, um, interviews with social media managers now, cause I, I have a team for that, but for the director level people that come in, cause we have a lot of, we don't have account managers, we have account directors and it's really crucial to, to have that differentiation because it tells you the high, the higher quality of people that we expect, you know, um, yeah. dealing with our, with our clients because, you know, managers are great, right? You're, but you're a manager level person, but a director does more expectations, right? So, and that was one of the key things too, because like, I think year two and three, there was a lot of challenges as, um, an agency owner trying to like, make sure that if you leave, right, the client's getting the same amount of service. They're not going to run to you and complain that their manager have no idea what they're talking about. That, and that's a challenge. So one of the things that we learned by, by trial and error is that you can't ex, uh, expect a manager to know what you know as someone who obviously been in business for a long time. And then if yeah. you leave your client with a manager, he or she's going to be like, what the hell? You know, Heidi knows a lot. And this person like just graduated from college five years ago has no idea. <laughs> what I mean. Oh, I so, get it. So it's, it's, once we've slowly, you know, over time, we've got that, like, hey, we can't have account managers. Maybe it's fine for other agencies, but for me, I, I, I want a high level. So we hire account directors that manage managers. So when we did that, the clients start running back to me. And that's that's the key, because you can't scale if the clients keep on, you know, coming back to me, texting me that this person is, doesn't know what, the, what they're doing or whatever. Like, um, you know, Jamie's a sweet sweet girl, but I don't think she knows what she's doing. And so, you know, you realize, oh, we, we can't have this. So we, we hired um, better quality people. And once we have the dark level people, I before they got hired, we actually scared them a little bit. And I don't mean like, so you know how some companies, they like to just tell you all the good things about their companies and then they come in and it's a total nightmare. Yeah. So we don't do that. We actually, <laughs> like, I tell the, my directors who are hiring new people, like, don't give them all like unicorns and fluffy pictures. Like, of course, yes, our company is actually every single person that comes in and who's a good fit. They told like this company is awesome, but before they even experience that awesomeness, so to speak, like we scare them. Like, so what happens if your client yells at you and da da da? And also, like, we tell them, listen, Mark is aiming for. We use this analogy with new people. We said there's many types of sports teams in the world, right? Many types of athletes. There are the weekend athletes. That's the ones that play for school. Those are the ones that play for their country. And they're the ones that are going for the Olympics right now. So if you're trying to be a weekend athlete, obviously you don't have to train so hard. You know, you can just drink a beer, go play soccer or whatever, right? That's cool. And then if you want to train for the Olympics, you better be like, this is your one and only focus. You want to be a best. So Mark, we're, we're going for the Olympics. So are you, do you feel like you want to be 
the Olympic equivalent of a digital strategist. And we actually watch what, how they react to this analogy. If they get scared, we probably won't hire them. Yeah. But if they get if they get excited, like oh oh, this is that kind of company. Like we're we're all like badass specialists over here about um, digital, and they want to join. After we use that analogy, they they probably will be a good fit. So those are the kind of people that are you know in the company because they are these kind of people. Um, it's it's easy to. Um, manage clients because you can't manage hundreds of clients if everything's chaotic. So yeah, we, yeah. it's like a stop, you know, internally, yeah. and uh, everybody knows we're not like we're not here to just have a have a job and go home. Like for sure, we believe in work life balance. We believe in you know being inclusive and supportive with our team members. But at the end of the day, it's very cool. Like you do the job well or just don't do it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Heidi, uh, we got for 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 wrapping up the interview. You know, Andrew and Jordan, do you guys have any final questions before we conclude? No, I think that was a very solid conversation. We covered kind of huge range of different things. I don't want to dive into more questions and take this another hour. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to have you back, Heidi, for another uh, another interview sometime in the future as you keep growing. So. Just want to ask, um, you know, so we usually we have three little quick rapid fire questions we ask at the end of these things. Um, first and foremost, uh, what is your business age? You said it was 2017, right? So it's been four years. Yeah. Uh, we'll be, yeah, actually it's five years. Five years in business. Got yeah. it. Okay. And then um, financial situation with the business. You don't have to give exact numbers, but are you guys doing over half a million, over a million, over five million? Like what range are you guys typically at? Uh, we definitely, um, we're in the seven figure range for sure. Got it, um, got it. and, um, you know, we, um, we, we hit that, we hit that in uh, February. That's amazing. Yeah. We just like to give context to people listening so they can kind of understand the strategies. And, uh, uh, last question, which I love for anyone who's trying to hit that seven figure mark, which you guys said you'd hit in February, right? So if you were to give, if you were to break down, um, uh, last time we did uh, five to eight bullet points, I realized that's a little too many bullet points. If you can break <laughs> down three bullet points uh, in order, so sequential, like a checklist. If you were to say, okay, you're starting from business from scratch from today, uh, okay. and you have to get to a million dollars in revenue as fast as possible, while also you know treating your clients well and everything, getting referrals, what would you do? What are your three step-by-step instructions for a new business owner, new agency owner to get there as quick, quick as possible? Um, I would say that's, that's, I'm, I'm really thinking about it. Like, what would I say right now if you want to start your business today? Um, yeah. number one, don't offer too many services. Stick to one, maybe two maximum. Like we start with just social and branding and that's it. Like mm-hmm. organic social and branding. Cause that, that's what we, I was, I was, I really know how to do. Yeah. Um, everything else is later. Um, number two. Um, if you if you're hiring and there's two people and you know one person has so-called lesser skills on paper and all things being equal, but you know and a one person has better values, hire the one with better values because you can train for skills, you cannot train for value. I love that. Love uh, it. Yeah, like I, I'm telling this from having you know 400 people in. I'll tell you over and over. You can have like a badass from Harvard or whatever, but if you can tell that person has not the same values as what you want and another person who's from 
whatever, right? And then he has a lot of heart, like you can really feel this person. Fire that, that second person. Mm, I love that. And la last yeah. one. What's your last? What's your last point? What's the one that can take um, it home? Have an abundance mindset. Like some people are very scared. Like they, you know, I, I seen this. I mentor a lot of women, and I I hope the women agency owners are there. And you know, you guys, some, a lot of guys don't have this problem, but a lot of women have this problem. <laughs> Maybe some guys do. I don't know. Um, don't don't be afraid to charge what you want. Mm. So, so like. I see some like, oh, I charge $300 for social. I'm, I'm charging $400 for social. I'm telling you, oh, I charge $500 for websites. I'm telling you, you Whoa. can sell $10,000, $30,000, $40,000 websites. The, the crucial thing is you got to tell your potential client, like, what is the value of working with you versus the $300 person? Because that's a longer convo. Yeah. Um, um, but when I learned that, like, it's like I was like almost like wow like I can charge you know again last year our average retainer value was fifteen hundred yeah and this year we we we, we raised that to almost twenty five hundred per client mm. exact same client you know exactly yeah <laughs> we're delivering changed, more value yeah the only thing that changes our attitude so that mm. tells you that you know of course you can't just like bullshit your way to twenty five hundred yeah but I'm just Saying that don't be afraid if you know the value and you know maybe one day we can do like a like a sales um mock thing oh yeah and i can show you like how i'm able to sell someone a twenty thousand dollar website versus what like he was expecting to pay six or seven and i yeah. said 20 mm -hmm. and i and so he he, he signed 20 so um has happened a few times but it, it takes a kind of shift in from like cost to value Right, which I, I think is very smart. And so I'm going to share my screen to show just to end here. Uh, if anyone wants to find Heidi, uh, her website is wearemark.com. Um, do you do any agency white labeling stuff or are you planning on in the future or partners or programs? Can people can people send business to you if they, if they, if they have any? Oh, we do a lot of white labeling. We white label for, for a lot of agencies, big and small. Um, we welcome all white awesome. labeling work. So, yeah. I'm very happy to connect. The best way to find me is LinkedIn or um, Instagram. Uh, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you, Heidi. Thank you for being on this episode six uh, of the uh, Agency Q&A Marketing Squad podcast. And until next time, we'll definitely have you around uh, again. We'll try to get you on the podcast sometime soon here uh, in awesome. the next few months. So All right. thank, thank you. you. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye.